Hello and welcome to the Walkman Whisperers. I am one third of your co-host and crew, Greg Crane, joined as usual by Chad Barling and Matt Hall. And on this particular episode, we are going to be discussing um, a few of our favorite bands and the way that they let us down with uh, with a particular album that we weren't all that fond of. And we'll discuss that and then we'll talk about an album that we were very fond of. Um, gentlemen, good to see you here. Um, Amen. How was the weekend, guys? Okay, well, I'm going to start this off because we all knew that I had a, a reunion to go to. And uh, thank you very much to Chris Wacker for helping me get there. Um, it was so nice to see people I haven't seen in forever. Uh, I got to see my old friend Barbie Stokes. I got to see Kevin Onan, my favorite reverend, and his wife Lisa are great people. And uh, our sandbox sister, Starrett. I was yes. probably more excited to get to sit down and talk to Starrett that I've been, oh, I don't know. There was a lot of people that I hadn't seen. I was super thrilled, but just when I saw Starrett there, I was like, ah, I get to talk to Starrett. <laughs> well, and Chad, I saw, I saw, I saw the picture of both of you, and you both look great. I, I, well, I think you look great because I mean, it's kind of being next to Starrett, but you guys, <laughs> that probably helped. You looked, you looked. It was, it was, it was a great picture. I, uh, I look like I ate me <laughs> and then grew a beard <laughs> but uh i got to see an old friend uh lg and uh and, and a guy i hadn't seen since high school so that's 29 years a guy named Paige kingsland I hadn't seen him in forever uh, i got to see my old neighbor heather lake and i got to see one of my old favorite convertible driving young ladies christy taylor I got to see Frankie Salazar, and uh, I got to. Uh, There's actually a whole bunch of people I got to see that I can't even recall at this time. But I was a little. There were times, even right before I left, I was like, "Man, I could stay home. I could work on my car. I could do. I could do a lot of stuff." <laughs> and I just said, "Oh, I'm going." I said I was going. I'm gonna go. Uh, and honestly. I, I had a great time. Now, they had stuff going on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I only took part in a couple of activities, mainly dinner uh, Saturday night, and then uh, we had, all got to an 80s and 90s dance, big dance club, and it was all 80s, oh, 90s man. music, and some 2000s music, and you know, you had some people in costume. There was a Don Johnson guy there, had his sunglasses on. It was... <laughs> uh, it was, it was very cool. The only thing that was maybe a little... Oh, I'm sorry. And the guy that put this thing on at that bar called Groovy's, a guy named uh, Bobby Garcia, he managed the McDonald's where we used to live there in Guyman. And uh, I've known him since I was in high school. And I hadn't seen him for years. But uh, it, was, it was great to see him, too. You can still smoke in a bar in Oklahoma. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, by the time the night was over, it was pretty <laughs> thick. It was, <laughs> they turned the lights on, and I was like, oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 
remember smoking in a bar in Oklahoma. Oh, Thankfully, though, <laughs> those people put me out, and, and I was okay. The, the burns weren't that severe. Hey, was that the you're stables? You're talking, though. I, on Rock and Roll I, Night? I, some, <laughs> some, yeah, something like there that. There you go. The, uh, there was a, you know, there was this, uh, at a place a while back, it was, a, it was at a Halloween party, and someone has, like, a cardboard cut out of the sun coming up, and they're walking around, and it's mounted to this, this guy in a costume, and there's a giant penis with the with the sun coming up. I said, "What what what the hell is that?" Well, that's his costume. What, what kind of costume? That's Don Johnson. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. Okay. Ish. Oh, and there was anyway. there was one more thing. Did you guys hap- you happen to see that vinyl that showed up in my little uh, te- yeah. text that I sent to you the- guys? Song called "Heartbeat" by Don Johnson that I'm assuming was probably a top forty hit. I didn't have a vinyl player to put it on, but I it was hey <laughs> I I remember the song. I, do you remember the video? You know, I I probably do. I didn't look it up, but I just about he's fell a, over. My mom was like, "Hey, do you want to look through these real quick?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow, sure." And I I that, got to the that was like it was awesome. That was a cool find. It was really well. The, in, in the video, he's a photojournalist, like in Central America or something, and he's, well, he's doing photojournalist things in Central America. I, it's sad that oh, I remember he's that. He's kind of stalking someone, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That would be it. Yeah. That's not what we called it in the 80s. We called it photojournalism. That's right. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't what, paparazzi. What's that guy it's doing? stalking. What's that? What's that? What's that weird guy with the camera doing? Oh, he's got a project. He's a photojournalist. Don't, don't mind him. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> wearing that white trench well, shouldn't coat. He be wear- should, shouldn't, shouldn't he be wearing pants? <laughs> oh, it's hot outside. Oh, it's, it's Don Johnson. He's got his boat shoes on. He's fine. Oh, he's fine, yes. <laughs> oh, brother. So, oh. so that was my weekend. And, and, of course, I came home and got to see my wife and my grandson and and uh, all those guys, it was a really nice time. They had a cookout. Of course, I was late to the cookout, so uh, <clears throat> I got to eat some. I got to well, eat some lasagna though, and it was really good. So it's kind of a weird. You got to be fashion, fashionably late to those kind of things. Yeah, yep, yeah. Show up just in time for the mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> hey, come for the come for the food. Stay for the West Nile. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I thought that's something that's kind of scary though. Two two counties over from Kearney now, they've confirmed West Nile disease several mm-hmm. in several different areas there. I'm like, <sighs> and of course they say the only way to avoid West Nile is to not get bit. So I'm gonna have to invest in some DEET or something or some motor oil. There you go. That, I know. I I know. Up in parts of Alaska, they have albatross-sized mosquitoes. Do legit question? Do they have West Nile up there? You know, um, I have not heard West Nile up here. Um, definitely, definitely, lots of mosquitoes you know, and noceums. We've got. When, I was going to say, when when you got albatross-sized mosquitoes, you really don't need West Nile on top of that. <laughs> That's right. We have the greatest postcards that have a mosquito carrying off a Volkswagen Bug. You know, it's it's uh, it's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I think I need one of those. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. 
So, how about you guys? Did you have a good weekend? It was a long weekend. So. You know, yeah, I uh, long weekend. I really had a pretty good weekend myself because a long weekend and the first weekend in two years that I've had my boat on the water. And it was great. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I uh, was absolutely super nervous. You know, I was like a 14-year-old with a learner's permit. Man, I was just nervous about putting it... Getting a jet unit on a boat motor, it's it, you overcorrect all the time. It's you got to get a real feel sure. for it, and so yeah, I was like parallel parking with mom and dad's, you know, big station wagon. It was not pretty. <laughs> and the old finally, international travel all. <laughs> <laughs> I was sweating. I was dirty and sticky and muddy, but I had a big old dimple because I was grinning yeah. the entire time. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, awesome. So that boating, yeah, it, it was the bomb. I had a lot of fun this weekend. How about you, Greg? I was another. It was another weekend. So I'm, I, you know, uh, uh, college football started, and and that was, and then before you knew it, I was back to work. So you know, that's good. It's all good. <laughs> yep. All right. So when it comes down, so let's jump go for it, Greg. Yeah. Let, let Let's jump in, Chad. Uh, you want to start us off with our our topic of discussion for this episode. I do. Episode. Um, basically, now, I think, I mean, we could have done this any any direction, and I think I think somebody, I think you guys might have taken a little bit different direction than I did. If uh, I could have done it, if I had realized I was, we could do it that way, I would have. But uh, I picked one band, one album that I loved, one album that I hated. If I could have picked one, al- one band, one album that I loved, and a different band, an album that I hated... I could have had all kinds of material, <laughs> but but I, I also I got to tell you, <clears throat> it's been a long time. Uh, what I, the band I picked was Extreme. Um, my favorite Extreme album is Pornography, and uh, it's got Get the Funk Out. It's got When I'm President. It's got uh, Susie Wants Her All Day Sucker. I think it's got I think it's got He Man Woman Hater on it. Just all kinds of just killer, killer riffs and killer grooves. That Nuno Betancourt is extremely underrated. And he wasn't really at the time. Everybody really appreciated him. But, like, his he doesn't use a pick. He uses all his fingers. Just, and he just rocks. Uh, so that was, and I've, got, I've had their first album, uh, the one that had Mother Don't Want to Go to School Today and a couple more songs on that one that were fantastic. That was a great album. The next, I don't know if it was the next one, but the album that they released. It was, anyway, Pornography, I can still put the whole album on, listen to it all the way through. Love it. Every word. I know every word. Even though I hate that stupid wholehearted song. <clears throat> and uh, I, I'm... I, I'm the ballad hater. Whatever you want. I mean, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, there are very few ballads that I care for. Alone uh, again by Dawkins. It's one of the best. But uh, otherwise, it's yeah. There was a point where we have to recognize that all of our bands sold out. You know, to try and get the teeny bopper stance into their stuff, and uh, even Rat. You know, there's lots of slow. Chad. Yes. Chad is kind of. Leading into, uh, I think, an upcoming uh, uh, topic uh, <laughs> that we'll do there with the ballots. But I'm so I had to throw that in. But yeah, yeah. I, 
I'm waiting for that one because yeah, I am taking the role on of the ballad hater. Uh, I'm just I'm proudly going to wear that badge just for the record. Um, so, so I I mean like I said I can listen to that album all day long. I can turn it on anytime, anywhere, and uh, just listen to it. And uh, but I remember being really excited when Extreme Three came out. And uh, but I didn't buy it. I sat at a friend's house. Actually, I'm 99 percent positive it was my buddy Chris Wacker's house, <laughs> and we sat there one night and we listened to that album. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I felt just like Beavis. <laughs> That's a real music on. This sucks. <laughs> and uh, but I will be honest with you. I downloaded that album today to do some research, just to prove to myself that I didn't like that album. And the first song that came on was uh, Political Political Lamity is what the name of the song was. And I'm like, I didn't like this? What was I <laughs> drinking that night we listened to that? That song's really good. That's extreme. That's basic extreme stuff. Every other song, I've only listened to four other songs now because my phone rang I downloaded that album today, and my phone rang all day long. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I can't complain about being busy at work, you know, but I, I wasn't, I should have done this a couple days ago, <laughs> and I, I didn't, but uh, every other song that I have listened to on that album sucks, so I don't feel so bad about my decision. I, I hate not liking a band, a band's album, because I love Gary Sharon, I love Nuno Bet- Betancourt, <clears throat> really, honestly, I don't know who the rest of them are, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, yeah. I gotta ask you, yeah. was there a song on that called Stop the World I Want to Get Off on that album? I can tell you in, in the... I can almost, I know they did that song, I think and that I think was, it was off that album. I think that was I, the single off Remember that a video. Yeah, that was the single yeah, off that yeah, album. Okay. I'm okay. sure of it. Uh, but I'll do the. I'll, okay. Let me get my research tablet fired up here. Oh, that's YouTube. I don't want YouTube. Get, 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 <laughs> your, get your staff to working on that. Yes. 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 <laughs> no, you. Hey, I got to tell you, while you're while you're looking at that, this will give me a, an opportunity to do this. <laughs> I remember um, giving me an opportunity to do my Angus Young. I remember seeing an interview with with Angus Young, and they were asking him. They were talking about ballads, you know, because outside of that song. Um, uh, oh gosh! Now it escapes me. Um, uh, right on. Outside oh, yeah. of the song, right on. ACDC really doesn't do slow. But they're talking to Angus Young in this interview. He says, "There's already been a thousand bands done the ballad. We did it. We a thousand and one. That's how it goes. You know, uh, kind of a cross. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, <laughs> right on is yeah, kind of a ballad. But you know the the tune, the Jack. It's almost like um, ballad with a kick. It's a little bit different. You yeah. got the Jack. Yeah. And and my understanding is the Jack in Australia. The Jack is a it's a it's an STD. Oh yes. So it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get to know your favorite I, gynecologist. I. 
I love a lot of those interviews with Angus too because he looks like he's staring at the front of a train. I mean, the, like a, there's a way he's like, oh yeah, if we if we did better, it'd be a thousand and more. <laughs> right. That's awesome. I love Angus. I do. <sighs> Here we go. That's kind of hard. Okay. Yep. First one that comes up was track ten. Stop the world. I want to get off. Okay. So I didn't get to that one. If I remember right, that's why I thought I wanted to buy the CD, because I kind of like that song. <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty good song. I, I think it was. Uh, and like I said, I will recommend the song Political... Politi- Gee, many Christmas. Um, I might have to just spell it. Hmm. Politicalamity. P-O-L-I-T-I-C-A-L-A-M-I-T-Y. Politicalamity. <laughs> So, obviously, a twist between politics and calamity. Great. Uh, Great tune, for sure. The rest of them seem to suck. So, I'm pretty pretty comfortable with my my, uh, judgment there. (laughs) And uh, that's all I got on that. I mean, I'd like to have more more to tell you. Um, But I'll listen to some more of it tomorrow. We can always pick a little bit of it up next week. I doubt I'm going to change my mind, though. You know, you guys know me. I'm a judgmental prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's are you kidding? That's that's why we hang out that's, with you. That's, that's right. <laughs> um, so, Chad, um, now that we know that the one that you really hate, you know, I was kind of going with sort of that theme of same band. One album that just absolutely bites, and then one that just rocks. So I'm kind of going with that theme from Extreme. What would be your favorite? Oh, you said porn- Pornography, right? Oh, it's absolutely Pornography. Yeah. Um, I That album, that's one of those things, you know, when I was younger, my, I lived in the Oklahoma Panhandle. My grandparents lived in Omaha, and uh, you would drive 12 hours. In a car, a very small car, with your sister, <laughs> to get to this place, and uh, I would put my headphones on, connect them up to the great big um, FM radio console vinyl player, you know, that's big as a desk, and uh, just turn on the radio. And I had to always have to try and find a rock station. But the nice thing about Omaha is you can always find a rock station. And uh, the song came on, and of course we've all heard, Get the Funk Out. <clears throat> this one starts up, and I'm just like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm just like laying there on the, on the, on the hide-a-bed couch, you know. And uh, just basically with my mouth open, and I don't, even, I don't remember when it came out. I just know that I was like, this is outstanding. And it just keeps going and keeps going, and I'm like, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And I was really happy because you know what happens all the time when you hear something like that? They go to the next song, and they never tell you who the hell it was. <laughs> but the DJ got on and said, that's Get the Funk Out by Extreme. Good stuff right there. I'm like, Extreme. Okay. So then, of course, I had to go find the... I think I was, I don't think I was doing CDs by then. I might have been, but 
I just know that I'm like, that's that's good stuff. I have to hear more, you know. And mm. like I said, there isn't a track on that. Well, yeah, there's tracks on that album I don't like because they're ballads, <laughs> <laughs> or right. just or just plain too poppy. But uh, that was my only complaint about the uh, dance club this weekend was. Uh, I'm like, what's somebody going to play some rat? <laughs> said, right. Rap? Rap? No, rat. Dawkin. <laughs> Def Leppard, at least. Nope, none of that. But, uh, there's probably a reason for you. it. There was no violence in this place, I can tell you that. <laughs> I do have to tell you, because I witnessed this at a, uh, at a homecoming dance, I think. Um, my opinion, the hardest song in the world to dance to mm-hmm. is Here I Go Again by White Snake. Because you start yeah. off very, very slow and you're, and all of a sudden it picks up and you're like, Okay, we gotta we gotta spread apart and move around and then it gets slow again, you're and it yeah, it's just <laughs> They fixed all they fixed all that stuff though later. They had the deeper the love, is this love? You wanna talk about prom songs. White Snake had it well, had it made. And that's what made me realize yeah. wait a minute, White Snake Oh, I finally understand. Yes. <laughs> you probably can't get away with calling it a pink snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> Human anatomy. Or, or, or now, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep away from from Black Oak, Arkansas. <laughs> That is a band. You guys know that. It right? is. Black Oak, Arkansas. No, no. Scary. Like, hey, scary rock band from the 70s connect. and early 80s. <laughs> from from the town of Black Oak, Arkansas, and it's like a population of 400 people. But i got to tell you, there is a there is a direct correlation between Black Oak, Arkansas and Whitesnake. Um, Tommy Aldridge, who's famous for, he's drummed for all kinds of people, but a lot of, he put in a lot of work with Whitesnake. He was, I think, the original drummer with Black Oak, Arkansas. Really? And if you ever look up Black Oak, Arkansas on YouTube, uh, the guy, the singer's name is Jim. They call him Jim Dandy. He is like a redneck David Lee Roth. <laughs> Let that sink in. That's uh, all I'm going to say. Pretty, that's all right. No, David Lee Roth is almost a redneck David Lee Roth. He, he is, yes. He, is a, yes. He, he does farm 80 acres of soybeans. Yes, yeah. He, he's the real deal. Okay. And raises... Uh, Raises border yeah. collies, yeah. He's he's and is a paramedic, yes. and uh, oh, yeah. and if and if you watch the dirt by Motley Crue, he can take a, a can take mirror, a mirror. <laughs> or a door across the back back of his skull and not miss doing a line. So that's right. <laughs> that's a skill. <clears throat> that's on that's um, on his resume. Before we get too far out here, you were talking about Black Oak, Arkansas. Um, I can't remember the relation now, but you need to look up uh, Blackstone Cherry is the name of the band. They are, uh, at least one of those guys is related to somebody, I want to say, in in country circles, but don't hold me to that. I would have to, uh, they've got a bunch of great songs, actually. They're a great kind of like southern rock band, um, southern rock slash alternative. One of my favorite songs ever, best performance I've ever seen. I've posted this a million times on Facebook. Uh, Blackstone Cherry does a cover of Adele's uh, rolling in the deep. Oh, wow! And it is. I'll check it, it out. Is a, it is a fucking scorcher. 
that's all I've got for you. I mean, it is it's the only time I've ever liked anything by Adele. It is incredible. <clears throat> I, I will definitely check that out. I, and it's, it jumped back into my mind now, the funny thing we were talking about, the dirt and white snake and drummer's name Tommy. That That's still that is such a funny part there when Tommy Lee meets Heather Lockler. Hey, I watched you on The Fall Guy. <laughs> yes. uh, that's Heather Thomas. And then she's like, I've seen you on MTV. And he's like, yeah, yeah. White Snake, right? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah. yeah, that is that is awesome. That's that sounds like us. I mean, it, it sounds just yeah. like us, the three of us. And the actress they found yes. for Heather Locklear on the Dirt looks just like Heather Locklear from eighty nineteen eighty five. That's right. That's right. I was That's shocked. True. They did a they did a great. Well, I mean, we've already reviewed the movie, yeah. but they did a great job with that movie. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. I'm not the biggest crew fan. I am a fan, but that, that, that movie was awesome. Oh, yeah. Terrific movie. So, but, um, all right. So, well, now that I've interrupted all this stuff, it was your turn now. No. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so, hey, I'm, I'm kind of the one that brought it on with, you know, what was your favorite extreme album? Oh. So, that's all right. Um, but, hey, I'm, I'm going to go just like you did. Uh, I've got a band that I love, and I love all of their music, minus this turd in the punch bowl that appeared. <laughs> okay. In the year 2003. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So right. I have been a Metallica fanboy forevermore. <laughs> I, I have loved Metallica. I have uh, enjoyed every bit of their music, but... And so, I mean, they started kind of getting a little disappointing with the load and the reload, and, you know, when I knew what the subject matter was on the uh, album cover, I was like, yeah, that's about what this equates to here. Um, I wasn't too thrilled See, with those. you guys care like, okay, way more than I Hey, do. we're going to get something good. <laughs> we're going to get something critical. We're going to get something amazing coming up. And then... What was unleashed upon the earth was a was an album I lovingly call Saint Dumpster Fire. <laughs> it was Saint Anger. Uh, and it yeah. absolutely Saint angered me when I heard this stuff. It was <laughs> it was well so if it's a saint, it's the patron saint of irritable bowel syndrome. It's just awful. <laughs> Oh, Nat, I remember the first time I, I heard you I heard you allude to, to Saint Anger was I think it was on your radio show and he said, uh, yeah, I think it needs it, Saint Anger belongs in the Saint Trash Can. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh. It's I just love a Nat. I, I love that. <laughs> I just I <clears throat> and I say that because again, we'll come right down to I am a bandwagon Metallica guy all the way. I loved the Black Album, and I'm not sure if I ever heard anything again. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The uh, next you three for albums. With them. <laughs> there you go. The next three albums, you know, really weren't worth. I was sticking with the Black Album after the next three albums I heard. You know, load and reload, and then this colossal colostomy bag this was colossal just piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> this guy. <Well, laughs> I mean, you're sitting here talking about load and reload, and I'm like, oh, I haven't even heard of those. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was a dark time, I'm telling you. A lot of us Metallica faithful, we had we had seen some of the most amazing music. I mean, Kill 'Em All, I had heard about that, but I really didn't have the album or cassette back in the day. But uh, and I'm going to talk about my favorite Metallica uh, album here in a few minutes. Oh, Ride the Lightning, and oh, Ride the Lightning was the. I have heard that that's a great one. I'd... It it is by far the most influential piece of heavy metal music. All eight songs are just unbelievable. And so, I think we've yeah. all been kicked off this podcast once. This is probably the one that's going to get me kicked off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And you've got to okay, Chad, for that. You've got to uh, you got to go sit in the corner and eat your uh, greasy pork sandwich <laughs> yeah. out of it out of it out of it filthy ash. That's you, right. You sit there, you laugh. That DVD is going to show up in your mailbox. You just yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, load and reload, and then the gift that keeps on giving will show up in your mailbox, Chad. <laughs> the, yeah. the, you know the sure. single, the Jack. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack. <laughs> hey. Oh, takes, but man. um, I, oh. But I'm telling you, Saint Anger was just awful. I mean, it came out in 2003. Kind of something that was um, unusual about this was this was the time they had a bassist. Well, originally they had a, a bassist that was unbelievable named Cliff Burton. He died right. very Cliff tragically. Burton. I back, know that. Yeah, yep. back in 86. After that, they had a great guy, Jason Newstead. He was a great bassist, a right. lot of energy. I mean, he could play. He was just, he was the fourth amigo. I mean, he was great. But right before this album came out, he quit the band. He, he was done. He was moving on to other things. And on this album, it was, rec- it was recorded basically with James Hetfield, you know, lead singer, rhythm guitarist, mm-hmm. Kirk Hammett, yep. lead guitarist, Lars Ulrich, right. he's on the drums, but they had yep. no bassist. And Bob so, Rock did most of that, right? Didn't Bob, Bob Rock, Rock. Play, the producer Bob Rock played most of the bass stuff on that, right? That's exactly right. Yep, Bob Rock, he, sa- he said, you know what, we can't break in a new wow. bassist right in the middle of the recording. So he played bass, and, and on this album, you can barely hear the bass. I mean, it's, it is... <laughs> the bass sucks. Yeah. Oh, they, they needed to overwhelm <laughs> the nasty, noisy guitars badly because it was such horrid, horrid production. And, you know, a lot well, of uh, these... Were, now, so let's... I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you for just a second. Didn't they record the movie Some Kind of Monster at the same time? You know, it was right alongside of that. Yeah, because they had a big hiatus. Uh, Right when they started doing St. Anger recording, James Hetfield went to rehab. Turned into a big pussy. Oh. Oh. Uh, Okay. Man, Rick didn't rehab, I just say that? rehab is for quitters. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. what, whatever you want to call it. Rehab that. is for quitters. I, honestly, I spent a lot of time watching that stupid movie, and <laughs> that's why I never bought that album because <laughs> James Hetfield, this big monster. When they get back to when he gets out of rehab, he's all like, "Oh, I'm getting some anxiety from you," and I'm like. <laughs> You guys want to kill everybody? It's, What's the fucking problem? It's like it. It's well. It's like it's you're in you're in Metallica, man. Come on. Yeah. It's like I mean, it was yeah. They should that have movie was... Saint Saint Get Along. <laughs> Saint Saint, you blow. I mean, it was just terrible. Uh, Saint, but yeah, Saint, don't offend me. 
<laughs> That's right. You know, what that some kind of monster... So they have a tune on here called Some Kind of Monster. And right. one of the... During that movie, or that series, or whatever it was, that docudrama, or whatever you call it, <laughs> it was it was kind of like it's a as, cross... It's as bad as the CD. Oh, it was... <laughs> It was kind of like a cross between between Doctor Drew and NBA Housewives. It was awful. Oh, jeez. It was just well. Cut. I, I mean, I I thought earlier, I thought earlier I I misheard when you said that Bob Rock played the bass. I thought, what was he like painting the album covers covers too? We'll, we'll just paint some happy little trees here. <laughs> but Bob Bob Ross. Bob Rock, Rock. Not Bob Ross. That's right. Right. Bob Rock. So was, you know, was, he used to be... I was like picturing him. <laughs> he was a pretty was good pic- producer for the band, him. but uh, this one, he just... Yeah, he, well, he was he, a good he, producer for all the bands. Bob Rock produced Rat albums. I mean... Motley Crue. Motley Crue. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Bob Rock, except that he sucks oh, yeah. when it comes to Metallica. Well... <laughs> Yeah, he was. So he, he should have. He should have just stuck to painting their uh, painting their album covers. Let's just on Master Puppets. Let's just do some happy little tombstones. Yes, right, right here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah, that's kind but, of the uh, way that whole movie went. James Hetfield's like, I need some happy trees. I need to find <laughs> some happy trees. I know. It was. <laughs> it was just awful. But yeah, I mean Bob Rock. He, I mean he he had some great albums. He really knew commercial success back when he was in the 80s. Bon Jovi, he produced some of their stuff. I mean, he just really, he knew what to do to sell, but this one was just a colossal flaming turd. It was awful. And yeah. uh, and, and he even kind of talks about, he's bragging. Now, I, I would never brag if I were Metallica or anybody associated with it by saying, we didn't have one guitar solo in this entire album. And I was like... Don't go there. That was dumb. <laughs> and was really you know, dumb. and uh, and unfortunately, that's why kinda... Mutt Lang is better than Bob Rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, they were kind of going for that new metal kind of white stripes kind of feel, and it uh, was cool. uh, it it was uh, really getting bad. I mean, alternative uh, metal. Yeah, yeah, alternate. Yeah, and uh, matter of fact, can you believe this? I. And again, this is this is how awful society got in 2004. The lead single "Saint Anger" won a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance. <sighs> Isn't that the dumbest thing you've ever heard? <laughs> yeah, that, that's what Whiskey I. Whiskey in the Jar is a much better song than that. The, <laughs> oh yeah, the 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 the, the Grammys, the Grammy Metal and Hard Rock, the people who give the award to uh, Jethro Tull. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Yes, I. I I would think Jethro Bodine would be more deserving, but anyway. <laughs> oh, and hey, Chad, this one's for you. Um, I was just yeah. reading about this. Saint, I can't wait. Oh, here we go. Saint Anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saint Anger was the first album released by Metallica to feature songs in the drop C tuning. Ooh. Eight. Wow. Eight of the eleven tunes were in drop C. Drop C. Now that's. That's relatively impressive, but I don't. I just I don't. I don't know. I, I'd have to get. I'd have to download the album. I really don't want to research this if it's a flaming turd. I'm telling you, I have enough. I, I have three dogs at home. I got enough turds. I haven't set them on fire yet, but I'm getting close. <laughs> oh, hey, if hey, hey what's if this Metallica album turd. doing down here? 
if if I want a flaming turd, I'll step outside on my front porch Halloween night when those damn kids next door leave. That's right. <laughs> well, so get out of my yard. <laughs> so there, there's so we've got the trifecta going here. We've got not only no guitar solos, everything pretty much in drop C, but the drummer Lars Ulrich had the brilliant thought of saying, "Hmm, how can I have a sound that will absolutely sound like?" fingernail scraping on a chalkboard tell you what let's turn off the snare drum and just start clanging away and that's exactly what he did he did not it says that uh, uh, they turned off the snares off of the snare drum resulting in this drum tone that had a lot more ring to it than it had pound to it and so again it, it is just like you're watching the Aristocats and you got the cat band you know banging on drums yeah, banging on the Banging on the trash can lids. And, That's exactly and, what it sounds like. Got, we he, all know that Lars got, Ulrich can't take anybody to Pound Town, so whatever. And you got you got uh, you got Bob Ross there playing on the the two string bass and painting his picture of the pretty little tree. <laughs> oh, and so at least Metallica, you know, from that 2003 horrendous and and I, I said like I said, it is awful. But in 2008. They came. They had a nice little comeback album, um, and that was the Death Magnetic album. They finally got back to their roots, started rocking out again. And uh, a little tidbit I read was that they had completely eliminated all of the Saint Anger album, uh, any any tune from any of their live concerts in 2009. They had so oh, really? many okay. people mad at them that they they haven't played a Saint Anger al- uh, tune. In a concert since 2009. Since, since they were in prison yeah, kid, singing it? <laughs> yeah. Pull yeah. the Johnny Cash there with the Folsom Prison St. Anger blues. Oh, that's right. That's right. That, I think I think dropping all the songs from the album, that is known uh, to us as uh, uh, Kiss fans as the uh, music from the, from the elder, elder <laughs> tactic. That's it. That's it. Yep. I, you know what, uh, though, Greg, I remember how bad you needed, you wanted that album for your collection, and then yes. how disappointed you were. I'll never forget that. I remember you were so yeah. excited; you had every and, album, but and, you needed, I think you were missing two at first, and then you ended up with Music of the Elder, and you were walking up. You walked up one night, and you're like, "This is listen to this. This is really weird." <laughs> like, it is. You but, ain't kidding, pal. But, I'm glad you got your collection. It is actually. It has actually, uh, it has actually grown on me, kind of like oh. that thing I had removed last week. But no, I, there, there are a few good songs. But anyway, back, back to Metallica. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Hey, not a problem. I, I, uh, as I'm getting this gag reflex going by just thinking about Saint Anger, <laughs> I'm gonna go to my favorite album by the band, and I mentioned it before. It's got to be 1984's "Ride the Lightning." Oh. Loved, loved, loved that album. I remember. I gave you the thumbs up. I've never heard it, but I'll I'll download that one. Oh, do yourself a favor, youngster, and <laughs> download that one, because I usually <laughs> hey I'll play a number of those songs in my my radio show. I my, love Creeping Death. I play that tune. Uh, Go ahead. I was gonna say my my opinion my opinion on this. Um, my favorite Metallica song, and forget that. One of my favorite favorite songs, um, for whom the bell tolls. Oh, okay, I'll, so, wow. so I've heard that one, 
And I do love that yeah. one. That's the opening tune on Zombieland. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. It Zomb- is zombie strippers and all kinds of shit. It's awesome. <laughs> oh. Couldn't have picked a better song. It's that that is a great tune, and it's oh, menacing. Man. I mean, that's what Metallica is supposed to be. Oh, it's yeah, really cool. it's, it's absolutely. And so they came, they had Kill 'Em All, which was their first album, about a year, year and a half before, and it was like shoestring budget. They were just kind of trying to become a band, and and it sounded a little more, right. you know, shoestring budgety. And it, it good, right. great album. I love it. It's still. I mean, I just played a Kill 'Em All tune this last time with. Um, which one did I play? Uh, Creeping. Uh, I played. Uh, I'll think of it here in a minute. But I did play a, one of the Kill 'Em All tunes here. This last album, but Matt is, isn't, isn't there an instrumental on there called the Call of Cthulhu? Is that an instrumental? It is. Yep, on the uh, Ride the Lightning okay. album, Call of Cthulhu okay. is an amazing. Amazing, and, and it's got the whole build-up. It's all about this bird and a mating with this particular bird, and it's kind of the the courting, the triumph, and then they, of course, they die after they've done that. So it's it's just really an amazing uh, instrumental. But the thing about, except for that tune, every other tune on here on Ride the Lightning was all about they. One of the guys in the band, I don't even remember who, had a particular nightmare. And and it was trapped under ice. It was a tune trapped under ice. Oh. And, uh, and they and they said, wouldn't it be cool to make an album of our nightmares, or at least nightmare types of things? And so they started going through it. And uh, and, and again, the whole thing. If you have a chance, go to Wikipedia, check out uh, Wiki, You know, uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica. It's got the coolest story. Lars Ulrich. He's from Denmark originally. They went over to Denmark and recorded it, and they had less than a month to record the album, to get it done before they went on tour. And they were uh, practicing in this wild and crazy black metal band's um, stomping grounds called Merciful Fate. And they were good friends with Merciful Fate. Um, King Diamond has this falsetto voice that's just like, uh, I don't know, like a <laughs> like a, a little doll voice with his metal band. <laughs> it's just the craziest. But uh, they got to know them, and, and it's just the wildest. But as you go through it, um, the thing that really takes this to the next level was Cliff Burton. Cliff Burton was the bassist, and he went to uh, music school, and he was, he was a classically trained musician. And he started bringing these elements into you know music theory and music you know different directions and how to place chords and place different types of tempos and things and and he was a metalhead but he was just a brilliant man and he put it together he was the oldest guy there and and he was kind of the ringleader but he did die tragically uh, a couple years later but um boy i'm telling you it was it was an amazing album matter of fact when you look at the uh i'm finding it right now yeah fight fire with fire amazing tune now ride the lightning the title track Dave Mustaine of Megadeth fame used to be in the band. He used to be in Metallica, very, very well known. He wrote two, or at least he was co-writers on two of the um, tunes here. Ride the Lightning and the one that Greg just mentioned, Call of Cthulhu, the instrumental. He was instrumental in putting that together. Um, very cool. But, uh, but yeah, the, and then that's when Kirk Hammett, he came over during that time. He used to be a, a guitarist with a band, a heavy band called Exodus, and he came on over and 
became a guitarist. So this this album, and what's amazing is is when you look at the length of the songs. Back in 1983-84, most metal bands were doing like a, about a two and a half, three, three and a half minute songs, maybe four if you're lucky. But this band, every single tune is over four minutes long, and they average probably five to six minutes long, with the Call of Cthulhu being 8.53. So wow, it's a, that was kind of a, a rarity back then. Um, so they were just really hitting America hard, that whole L.A. metal scene. Then they moved up to San Francisco and the Bay Area scene. They were just crushing it. And so that was the time when they were really hitting it. They were dead broke. They were living in friends' apartments. And when they'd go on the road and shows, they'd stay in fans' homes and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, just incredible, incredible musicians. And that album, still today, you, you have to listen to it, Chad, because still today, now, gosh, 35, 37 years later, whatever it is now, 30, it's been a while. Uh, amazing, probably 35 years ago now. Yep, 35. Um, it nobody's gonna kick your, your. Nobody's gonna give you shit about your math skills. I promise. <laughs> okay. Well, good, good. But uh, but I'm telling um, you, it's it's amazing. I'm gonna give you one little snippet that I read about James Hetfield and the Death Magnetic album. Um, I believe that that's the album where they decided, like you said, that they were gonna get back to their roots. So he grabbed his original Gibson Flying V that he recorded the first albums with to record this album with. And what's funny is he said, well, it's the first time that I've ever realized that this probably isn't actually a Gibson Flying V because it has a bolt-on neck. He said, so it was a counterfeit. (laughs) Oh, wow. He said, he, he still played it, still played it, felt great, sounded awesome. You know, but it just wasn't what he thought it was. It's <laughs> amazing. I yeah, I didn't know that had a bolt-on neck. Yeah, I uh, much like I'm. I'm not real. I mean, tons of those guitars have bolt-on necks, so I don't know if that's true or not. But um, it was just kind of interesting. Now, um, I was actually oh, that's because this goes back to the hog farm days, and all I could do was read, and I got Guitar Magazine once once a month. Guitar Player magazine once a month, and that's the only reason I know that. Because wow. I was, couldn't read anything else. I'd read all the other articles. Wow. So. Okay. Well, one last bit of trivia for you, and then I'm done with this one. There is a tune on here. I just mentioned it a minute ago. My favorite song on this album. You know, of course, for whom the bell tolls, incredible. But I love the tune "Creeping Death." "Creeping Death" sounds okay. pretty ominous and just awful. But you know what it is. This is absolutely an account, and if you listen to the lyrics, it's an account of when Moses, when the Passover angel, the angel of death, came into uh, the Egyptians' area, and as long as the Israelites had the blood on the doorposts, the the avenging angel, the, the angel of death, would pass by, and he would kill all the firstborn sons of all the Egyptians. Mm. It's taken directly from Genesis about the about that last tenth plague, and and so if you read the lyrics, and I did because I took it I took it to my father who hated heavy metal and was staunchly against it. I said, Dad, they're singing about stuff from the Bible. He's like, Right, (laughs) and I and I read him. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I read him the lyrics, and by golly, he was like, uh, I hate the rest of it, but those lyrics are all right. <laughs> so, but I'll never forget that. Yeah, it's it's all about uh, the children of Israel and the angel of death that on the Passover. Basically about the Passover. Oh, cool. Yeah, so pretty neat. You'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll, I, I will download that album tomorrow, or tonight, and I'll listen to it tomorrow <clears throat> during work. Okay. God knows good. I don't want to I don't want to listen to any more of that stupid Extreme 3 CD. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that is it for me, fellas. Uh, Greg, oh, Chad, you have something for me. Uh, just real quick. Uh, BC and the Big Rig's new album comes out mid-September, September 13th called Turn and Burn. So, look for it. Okay. Greg, go for it. Oh, I, well, I'm still kind of, I'm still trying to figure out the, the guitar with the bolt-on neck. You said bolt-on neck, and I'm thinking of about Frankenstein or something. But, um, <laughs> Edgar Winter. <laughs> fire. Fire fire. Edgar Winter. Nat, <laughs> uh, it, it was kind of ironic, though. Just one quick thing with your Metallica choices. Uh, the uh, Ride the Lightning was all about their nightmares, and then uh, Saint Trashcan was all about the fans' nightmares. <laughs> listen to it, so you're absolutely right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I spoke to Chad earlier in the week, and I, I was. It's funny because I initially thought, you know, I, I do. Of course, bands that I love, there, there are great many of them for for many reasons. But I thought. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do ACDC, and I'm gonna pick oh an old album that got that I don't really like. And so I started listening to some of the old ones. And I'm like, no, I I like this. I like this. I like this one. I can't do them. Right. So then I I had the idea that I thought, oh, I know because I really enjoy Bon Jovi's early stuff when they were a rock band, but then when they turned into a supermarket music band I thought I'll do one of those and I thought and then I almost today up until today I was uh, I was going to pick a Van Halen album and I'm not going to say what it was because I love a lot of their but there's one I was like eh, I could do that one but I'm going to fall back to maybe my band that I love right there at the top um, I'm, gonna do, I'm going to select Kiss and a lot of people know that I am a big 80s Kiss guy. I love the 70s Kiss, but not so much for the music. It's, well, we'll talk about that another time. But I love how they were in the 80s music-wise. I thought they were they really progressed. But at the end of the 80s, 1989, they released an album called Hot in the Shade. And I remember when it came out... They'd had, see, Crazy Nights came out in 1987, like September, August, September, 87. And I remember getting that. And a lot of people didn't like that. I'm like, oh, I like this a lot. And and I listened to a lot of their music. And then I remember when Hot Shade came out, they advertised. And it's got this cool-looking album cover. It's got the Sphinx. He's wearing sunglasses. And there's 15 brand-new songs. And I'm like, 15 songs? Killer. And so I... I got the cassette and I put it in I play the first song and I'm like okay let's fast forward to the second song <laughs> and then I'm like okay well what's the third song let's look at that uh, and then like an hour later I'm like uh, 
okay. Well, I guess I wonder when the new I wonder when their next album is coming out. Um, so there is and, there is a I diamond guess, in that turd somewhere, though. What 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 is that? And that let's put the X in sex. No, that's off smashes, thrashes, and hits. Nope. That's the first. Now no, I'm no, kicked they, off they the podcast. There were. <laughs> No. Who are hey, you, man? I'm taking you myself your, out. You, 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 no, you, you just sit in the corner and finish your pork sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And ha, hey, have another spoonful of ashes <laughs> on it. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and go sit next to Nat. Was his name Chet? Is the guy in the movie Chet? Is that his name? That's the big brother. <laughs> go sit. Go the sit. Big brother. Go sit next to Chet. Go sit next to Chet. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, there it. were there were three sing, there were three. There were three singles released off of this album. Okay. Uh, one was Hide Your Heart, <sighs> and there was kind of a cool video, but it just okay. wasn't... I, I, and the other it was a song everybody knew. It was it was uh, one of those ballads of The Michael Bolton song? There you go. They did with Michael Bolton. And yeah. then, finally, um, there was a song called Rise To It, which was... Mm. Uh, um, but the video, the video was kind of cool. Yeah because it featured Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons in makeup. Um, they were, it was, they kind of did a play on that. You'd have to watch it. But, uh, hmm. So that was a kind of cool aspect. But as far as the rest of the album, it was, um, you know how you hear the cliche, it's all killer and no filler. Well, this one was kind of... <laughs> this is all filler. The opposite. But I do have to tell you this, and, and Matt saw the tour. I saw them twice. I saw two shows, two concerts on this tour. The Hot in the Shade tour was the best tour. They played 26 songs. They played for darn near three hours. They played old stuff. They played new stuff. They played everything. And the show was, was an extravaganza. It was incredible. Yeah. So I have to give them that. But but as far as that as far as far that album, it was just kind of a letdown. Like I, like I said, I, I remember getting it. I, I was like listening to the song, and I'm like, okay, let's listen to the next one. And just kind of went through it. <laughs> and so that's... That's a, and 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 you know here's the other ironic thing, that was the last time that that particular grouping, personnel-wise, that the band played together, and that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Gene and Paul are always there, but you had Bruce Kulick on guitar right. and Eric Carr on drums, yeah. and they are by far my favorite um, version of Kiss, and it, it was great seeing them live. They're, they're just, I mean, Bruce Kulick and Eric Carr. Are just incredible musicians and brought a lot of band. Well, so uh, one of my yeah, I have to tell you a story, and I'm sorry, but one of my best friends in the Grand Island area went to see the Hot in the Shade tour, and someone tossed him a roll of toilet paper, and he tossed it before the show started and hit a girl in the head, and they found him out of what uh, twenty thousand people. He got kicked oh, out yeah. before the show ever started. Oh, oh man! Oh. <laughs> he 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 missed he missed one of the best concerts he'll ever see. He hates I, he hates Kiss on, now. He won't he won't even. On, he's like fuck them. <laughs> on like, on the topic kept your heads of, yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, on you should have left that roll in the bathroom where it belonged. <laughs> uh, on the topic of throwing things and that that tour. Um, there were a few different bands who opened for them on that tour. Vixen was one, and I have to tell you, when we saw them in Amarillo, I was, 
I was watching Vixen play, and I was like, what in the world just went up on stage? Uh, there was a pair of denim jeans, a, guy, a guy's pants, and they had the belt and, and big buckle in them still. Oh, they my gosh. They up on stage. I don't, <laughs> but I remember seeing... I remember seeing a, it was a pair of guys' pants, and they had a big old buckle, you know, a oval buckle, <laughs> up on stage. Here's something also on that particular tour, and it was on. I saw them in Lubbock on the first on opening night, uh, or, or uh, the opening show of that tour. They had Slaughter and Faster Pussycat open. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened in Amarillo. They had, um, and you can see it online. They had this huge stage, and they had these walkways that went out on each side. And the guys with the guitars and Gene Simmons could walk out there and, and play, and could kind of walk out in the crowd. Well, the way the stage was configured, it, it was it was a really neat stage, and, and there weren't really any bad seats except, as odd as this may sound, if you were right near the front, off to the side. You couldn't see much because of those walkways were in the way. Well, this is something cool. People talk about Gene Simmons and blah, blah, blah. He's over there and he's playing and, and he's kind of on the near side by us and he's playing his bass. And he looks down and he sees these people and these poor people, they can't really see what's going on. And they're looking right up at him. He takes a huge, huge handful of picks and just drops straight down on them. Oh, I thought wow. that, I remember that that was only a few second deal and but and he didn't have to. Right. And I just thought, man, that's pretty cool. That is cool. So. You know, Greg, I remember that. I went to that concert with you. I remember that one, uh, Faster Pussycat, Slaughter, and yeah. Kiss. And I'm telling you, yeah. that was probably pound for pound, band for band, the best concert I've ever been to. Because And, and, it, and the Scorpions concert rivaled it. But I'm telling you, Mark Slaughter, the Slaughter's band was incredible. And then Faster Pussycat was just a different nasty nitty gritty dirty grammy slimy kind of you know just real sleaze rocking sleaze rock fun just fun (laughs) and then of course the big giant cannons with the fireballs that just blew everybody away yeah i was fortunate um on that tour that you mentioned we saw we saw uh, slaughter and that was slaughter's first concert i'm I'm jealous i would love to have seen slaughter in concert i really and and they sounded they said it's terrific, oh, and, and I'm going to screw his name up royally, but Bloss Elias, the drummer, was an amazing, amazing drummer. But, yeah, we saw them faster because get kissed. And then the next time I saw them in Amarillo, it was uh, Dixon, Winger, and Kiss. Mm. And so uh, that would have been all right. See some, <laughs> some great bands. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty exciting. But that's the, that's the album that I have that I was not pleased with, was the uh, Hot in the Shade. It was kind of a... It was kind of a letdown for me, you know. And it wasn't—it wasn't so much like it was terrible, but it just wasn't. Um, it just didn't knock my socks off. It wasn't spectacular. Because you guys know me, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and, and it came out, and it's—you know—it's got this cool cover, and we're gonna go on this gigantic tour, and we've got 15 songs, and it, and yeah, it just—the just, the album itself never, never fulfilled what I—I I was thinking it might be. That's what I've got on that. All right. Cool. Um, um, now, as far as... Uh, I'm sorry, are we going to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, lead on. What's your what's your fave there? Yeah, I want to hear okay. your favorite. Well, my favorite, there are a couple that I could actually choose. Um, but the one I think I'm going to settle on 
was the next studio album they did. They did this in 1992, and it, uh, their car had unfortunately passed on. They had a new drummer, Eric Singer, and the album they released then was Revenge, and it, it was just a hard-edged, just a heavy, it kind of rivaled Creatures of the Night, which is, which is one that I almost picked. But, uh, that is a good one. But yeah, that's that's. Uh, I I guess I'll I I'm gonna go with revenge because um, you know it had it, it leads off with that whole very heavy. Oh song. yeah. So um, there's a screamo band that covered that one not that long ago. Um, that covered unholy, and I was surprised. I haven't heard the cover, but uh, I'm gonna have to look it up mm. because yeah. It was. Uh, I, I thought, well, wow, that's a really unusual song to cover. Yeah. Um, there's okay. So, unholy was on there. Part um, of Chrome. Um, there's a cool instrumental called Car Jam um, with Eric Carr. That's really cool. They play at the yep. very end. Yeah, and it kind of kind of highlights his his skills and abilities. Um, uh, take it off, which was a staple of some of our radio shows, uh, and 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 has has one of the all time greatest songwriting lines in it. I want to watch some asses shaking to the noise the boys are making. Uh huh. <laughs> um, the song, the song, the song Domino is also on there, and that is a great. Tune. Oh, that's an awesome tune. Yeah, love it. Yep. Uh, the band was Black Veil Brides. Okay. They covered okay. covered unholy, yeah. and I honestly haven't heard it. I just remember thinking, "That's pretty brave." Really, I mean, that's a that's a real unusual song to cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That original by yeah, that unholy is such an amazing start to an album. It just is heavy, oh, yeah, catchy. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, that yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a complete. It's a complete 180 degree turn from what what was on Hot in the Shade, and you know what Hot in the Shade is is probably. I, I mean, I'm not ripping what it was. It just it just didn't appeal to me. So that's that's what I'm saying. But but Revenge definitely did. It had that hard, heavy, oh, yeah. kind of dark vibe, and and you know a crazy thing. Um, I think on at least two or three of the songs, you guys know who was a co-writer on those songs on Revenge. Mm. Who Bob Rock. Um, now he was still painting happy little trees. No, uh, Vinnie Vincent. Oh, okay. All right. Wow, that is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, as, um, as bad as yeah. they broke up, that that's pretty amazing to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you happen to see? I mentioned somebody in a comment. <laughs> <laughs> the Kiss Cruise that goes on before the Kiss Cruise. I had Vinnie Vincent on it last year, and I've actually watched some of that, and uh, it's relatively painful. Um, he has not been asked to come back. He, yeah, was <laughs> was his management was he wearing was he, wear, uh, uh, was he wearing the, the was he wearing the Ankh make, makeup? Yeah, on yeah. That one? Do you yeah. remember? Okay, yeah. I thought that's the one. Yeah. Okay, um, and he his his management approached the people about uh, with the cruise, and they're like. Uh, I re- we really want the, our our customers to get the most for their money, and that's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh. Well, and then he had that that birthday bash shredderama oh, yeah. thing in Nashville, and there's like one picture oh, of him, and you can see it, and he's sitting behind the door. Somebody said it was like the Bobby Brady well, think, birthday, you know, yeah. he was inviting everybody, and no one shows up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's like a, if a tree falls in the forest, did Vinnie Vincent really have a birthday party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Hey, if a if a flying V falls out of a tree and it's Vinny's, does anybody know? Does it make a sound? <laughs> Not a very good one, apparently. Uh, um, and you, you know, know what? what? I He's almost a, thought, you know, now that we're sitting here talking about it, I'll bet you that all three of us could do our favorite Kiss album and our least favorite Kiss album, and they'd all be different. I almost yes. guarantee. Oh yeah. Yes, they would. Yeah. So, I can't I can't do it right offhand, but. We we should see if we can find another band where we we pick one band and we say we go with our favorite album and our least favorite album maybe for the next time. We we will do that. Yeah, got it. Yeah, but guys, that's 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 all I had for as far as kids. You know, my my least favorite um, is Hot in the Shade. My most favorite, uh, and it's close. Is I'm going to go with Revenge. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I ended up. I would just as a quick side note, my, probably my most favorite song by Kiss ever is "Heavens on Fire." I, I just yeah, that song. I love that song. That's that's number two for me, right behind War Machine. I love "Heavens on Fire." Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm all about I love it loud. I love that tune. That's a I good one. Loud. Yeah, that's a good tune. Yeah. yeah. Creatures of the night, baby. Yeah, we both, we both. I was gonna say we both picked it. We both picked this song of Creatures of the Night. So yeah, <laughs> that's well, it. You go. <laughs> I'm the I'm the teeny bopper. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, Animalize is awesome. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. Oh yeah. You know, and I just watched that video recently, just because I played Animalize on my last show, and I just was like, oh hey, I want to check out the video again. And it is all about the decadence of the early '80s MTV experience. That's what it's oh, about. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. They're like actually, eating raw flesh, and they're eating. You know, it's like post-apocalyptic <laughs> goo that they're yeah. drinking. Is just crazy. <laughs> I actually at one time tried to work up a countryish cover of "Heavens on Fire." I'm glad I never recorded it. <laughs> Well, hey, if you get Bob Ross to play the bass, you might have something. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a satirical guy anyway, so like, you know, I was gonna try and do that, and then I was gonna cough and make sure that that made the you know made the tape. It was <laughs> yes. not gonna be, it wasn't gonna be a serious effort for sure. Now that I have Audacity, I could probably do it. <laughs> you probably could. could. You know, you know, probably back could. in, I'm. I've just got a nightmare coming through my mind now. It's, it's back in the days, you know, can you imagine if, if Metallica got way out there and did the with the way James Hetfield was feeling and all, and they had yeah. Bob Ross, and they could do a cover of a Who song. Bob Ross has got a squeeze box. James Hetfield never sleeps that night. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking they would just have to have Alanis Morissette take over for vocals on that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know... Oh, guys! And, and and really, during during those sessions of some kind of monster, I'm surprised that you know the guys didn't bust out with, "I kissed a girl and I liked it." 
I think that was just a little later, I think. I don't know, but I think. Oh. Oh, I just used to laugh because Hetfield would get all pissed off and he'd ride off on his $50,000 Harley, custom Harley, or his, you know, 1963 Bel Air station wagon. He'd just get out. <laughs> yeah, Come he's on, tough guy. He's definitely music. A, he's definitely a car guy, and he's got some old, beautiful <laughs> oh, cars. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he's got some cool shit for sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And of course, later then Metallica did that. Uh, remember that album with Lou Reed? Oh, oh uh, yeah, Lou, Lou. 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 Or, it, it, didn't they also do one with? Uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of his name now. Um, uh, oh. I, uh, George Takei, didn't they do one called Sulu? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, let's get to the music. <laughs> Why don't you start us off there, Chad? All right. Well, last week, I had said that I was going to listen to the Wildlife album by Slaughter. I listened to it. I enjoyed it very much. And uh, I sent you guys out the link for the one I wanted you to listen to. The Scorcher from Firehouse. All she wrote. Did you guys take a listen to it? Oh, yes. I did. I did. And, you know, that's like revisiting an old friend because I've only listened to that song 12,000 times and and love it every time. (laughs) And love it every... I I remember when Firehouse first came out and I got the the cassette dating ourselves. I'm like, (laughs) gosh, this is... Yeah, no, that's but and we were hey guys concert wise we were fortunate enough to see yeah, them play live. All three of us saw them with Tesla, no less. Yes. And I'll never forget that because I just sat there with my mouth open for the whole Firehouse show. I'm just like, holy shit! Yeah, this is yeah. incredible. Yeah, Jerry Mangum stayed seated in his seat the whole time. Yeah, that's... I don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> until signs came on, then the horns were up and he was singing along. <laughs> oh. The... Oh, we've uh, we've really got to talk to Jerry you, about straight, <laughs> oh my gosh straight straighten him out on concert etiquette. <laughs> oh man, that's Jerry. Go hey J- J- Jerry, grab grab a pork sandwich and go sit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! No, uh, that song. Yeah, I mean it just. But you know, I also uh, I was posting albums that album covers that changed my. Or whatever, you know, some of my favorite albums. I, I took the uh, the second album, Hold Your Fire. I mean, that thing, that is a rocker from beginning to end, too. And uh, just all she wrote, though, it's just a, it's just a, it's fast, it's rocks, it's, and you can sing along. Or at least we can, because we, like you said, yes. we've heard it 12,000 times. Or at least we can sing along about three octaves lower than that lead singer. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, And speaking of that, now this is something I want to bring up because it's worth your time. Uh, Dawkin has re-recorded, Don Dawkin has re-recorded all kinds of songs. Uh, Like within the last 10 years. I can't think of the name of the the song. It's like... Anyway, it's not Reload or something stupid like that, but... It's uh, some new ones and a bunch of old ones, and they're sung in a, a lower register and sung they're rearranged a little bit for his vocals, and it's just as good. It really mm. is. Mm. Uh, I I love the, I love the album. I'll send you the link later. 
Oh, I need that. Yeah, that sounds good. So that was that was mine. Uh, Greg, what did you have? What did I have that I was going to listen to? I remember what I suggested you guys listen to, but I don't remember what I was going to listen to. That's 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 how my week went. You were going to listen um, to Clay, Crazy Licks. That is right. Yeah. The one that Nat had before At, right. the '80s. Yeah. Yeah, this is okay. a different song, and I, did, but I can't remember what uh, I, Yeah, a different song, but the same hand, band. <laughs> and I and I did I did at the beginning of the week, but I need to I did not get through the entire catalog. I and to be quite honest with you, I spent the majority of it going back to the song that Matt had the <laughs> um, Well if you're so, watch, if yeah, you're watching YouTube, there's no choice. That, yeah, and well and that's kinda of like a Simpsons episode. You have to watch it like six times to catch everything. So, <laughs> right. And and, right. And, and 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 the last two times I watched it I, my mouth was closed most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really want to go back and watch that Femme Fatale video again. I'm gonna have to <laughs> It's 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 well worth your time. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you recommended a real different song for us, though. Oh, well, I shouldn't say real different. Yeah. I don't feel like well, Papa Roach is as different as Nat acts like see, they are. It's kind of some sort of... See, see I, okay, here, I've got to preface this now. See, and I, I'm not a big... You know, people would have said, Hey, Papa Roach, and I'm like, Yeah, that, that new metal stuff. But I heard this song somewhere, and I'm like, Oh, my gosh, that, I like that song. I really like that song. And I also... His name, the, the lead singer of Papa Roach... I think his first name is Jacoby, and it's something. I don't know his last name, but I'm sure he has one. Um, he was he was on a show being interviewed, and he was talking about ACDC, and he was saying some very complimentary things to Brian about Brian Johnson, and I thought, well, you're okay then. So, sure. But I listened to that song. I, I loved that song. And, yeah, Matt gave me about three minutes of solid grief last week <laughs> about that. <laughs> well, you, and who knows, I might have had it coming. Uh, but anyway. uh, you know, <laughs> Go ahead, Nat. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, when I first heard Papa Roach, I was like, oh, no. I felt my pants lowering down to about halfway down to my butt crack. I felt uh, uh, my ball cap kind of flipped up a little bit, you know, and it, I was kind of starting to talk like that, yo. We're going to be talking like that now, yo. But you know what? It was Limp Biscuit. I was thinking of. It wasn't Papa Roach. So thankfully, <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't know where you get this. I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. What is... I, I'm like, I don't, I don't get this, man. Um, but I will say, I mean, it's a little different for us, but the one thing was, um, it, it's just because it's a different generation. I mean, it's, you know, mm-hmm. that's 2000s rock, so that's a little out of our, um, you know, sort of what we're doing here. But, you know, we don't really have any boundaries. But I, I get where Greg's coming from because it's probably the same thing I dealt with he was in the Sioux Falls area, correct? Sioux City. Yeah, the Sioux, Sioux City, City area. Yeah. And uh, at one time, I lived in southeast Nebraska, and it was covered by uh, Z92. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was basically what uh, an alternative rock station. Um, well, actually, Z92 was probably more classic or modern rock. Not, I mean, more of our, actually more of our stuff. But when I lived there, Lincoln had a, a station called 1041 The Blaze, and it was yes. all alternative rock. And living where I lived, you had to listen to that station if you wanted to listen to anything decent. And like 
there's bands out there that I really like. Breaking Benjamin. Um, yeah. Oh, now, of course, that's the only one I can remember. Three Days Grace, you know, um, some of those guys. I mean, I really like those bands, but they are not what we used to listen to. I mean, it's that simple. It's all it's alternative rock. It's not, you know, there's no hair metal there. Um, there's some great music, but it's definitely not... Uh, it, I mean, it's what took over for... It's what took over for us for, for a while before, I mean, when grunge kind of kicked itself in the uh, ass. Go ahead. I, I will I will give Papa Roach a little extra something, too, because um, I think it was in Crew Fest. They were on Crew Fest for a while, and they've, they've opened for Motley Crew. So they, I mean, they've, you know, they, they respect that that uh, that type of music. Well, and, and that's not far off, because if you get into early, early Papa Roach, and I read, I know this because I read the stupid magazine, the guitar player magazine. <laughs> Papa Roach started out as a rap metal band. Mm. Um, I don't know how, how far you have to go back because I was with a buddy of mine, Joey Olson, when he bought a Papa Roach album, and I don't recall it being rap metal. That would have been 92. I mean, so that's that's right in there. But You know, I, I uh, was surprised at how good it was I, I really i really thought it was limp biscuit that i was like oh man cream why why are you doing this but then but then you sent the link and i was like um you know this is pretty good just rock and roll it's just a rock tune great harmonizing the guy's got a raspy voice which i liked it was pretty good stuff and so yeah i i ended up in it was a so the link you sent was a, a lyric video I'm, I'm not as much of a lyrical you know, I want to read the lyrics. I just want to listen to the music and, you know, the vocal, you know, timbre that they have. And I just really, I liked it. I was really that, surprised. That almost makes that, yeah, that almost makes that song, though. I mean, that's the thing. That's the next thing about these guys, this Papa Roach, uh, Three Days Grace, uh, the other band that I just said. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hate to say this because I, I'm stuck in the 80s just as much as anybody. There's so much more depth and subject matter in the new alternative rock stuff as compared to the stuff that we listen to. Really. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but most of our stuff is excellent, excellent Guitar work and musicianship ruined by shitty lyrics. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, and I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, you listen to any rat song, blah 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 blah. This song has this word has to rhyme with this word. It doesn't. It's stupid. <laughs> These guys, they're talking about de depression and fear and anxiety and. Stuff that people identify with. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Go for it. Well, you know, I, I get where you're going with that, Chad. I mean, I, it's just... It's hard for me to headbang and think about the complexities of life as I'm headbanging. <laughs> no. I get it. I get it. I mean, that's... I, I, I liked that song. I liked it because it was melodic. Mm -hmm. It was hard driving. Oh, yeah. The reason I included the lyrics, um, it is really, this is, for me, this is, though, what makes it. 
there has been so much of this. It's like, oh, we put all this heavy meaning into our lyrics. Yeah, but you're an idiot, and I don't want to. But this <laughs> isn't uplifting. Yes, this this oh, yeah. is about okay. Here's another, and it goes right to back to um, one of my all-time favorite bands. People be like, "What do you like?" You know, what, if I'm put, putting it into into words or just summing it up, what I like about Kiss music, and I've heard this said by the members of them, but I've and I've always known this. Kiss is empowering. Yes. If you listen to their songs, yep. it's not depressing. Right. It's it's hey, it's it's hey, you're you can do something or or, or have a good time. It's 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 empowering. Yes. It really yeah. is. It is. It. It's all about, um, you know, yeah. No, I agree. Empowering is probably the best way to put it. And that's how I've always felt about it. But I, I like this by Papa Roach just because it 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 was kind of it was kind of an uplifting. And a lot of music from that from in that genre is is not so right. much. Right. I I really like. I really like this was kind of a fresh take right. on yeah. it. So now, that's what I liked Nat turned us, or well, turned me on to Cobra and the Lotus. And I posted one of their videos a while back, and it, at the end, it actually posted like the suicide hotline and mm-hmm. bullying yeah. hotlines and that kind of stuff. And that's why I posted that video. That's a really cool song, and it turned out to be a really cool video. Oh, yeah. Before it was all said and done. I don't remember what it was, but. <laughs> yeah, it's. Go it's... look back on my timeline if you don't have anything to do, because it's going to take you a while. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a really good tune called "You Don't Know." That's I know which one yes. you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah, like like my bio says, it's all dad jokes from here, folks. So <laughs> good. it's gonna take you a while to find it. Maybe you should just go to YouTube and find it. <laughs> That's it. All right. All right. Well, I think it. Are Are you done, Greg? We're we going to. I yes, sir. I am okay. done here. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I uh, so. Um, the 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 album that I listened to this week is when I was saying last time on the last podcast that I had gotten this six or seven months ago. It's the latest album from Alice Cooper, and Alice Cooper in 2017. It came out late in 2017. An album called Paranormal, and it's just Alice being Alice. It's a uh, got a very very cool cover to it. It's got Alice Cooper like being a Siamese twin to himself. It's uh, really <laughs> unusual. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a great album. It's really it, so. If you like Alice Cooper, he is a guy that always has a new, except for the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s, when he was definitely rocking the hair metal scene with Poison and Trash and you know Hey Stupid and you know Feed My Frankenstein. I mean, definitely hair metal gold. I mean, he was on his game. But then. After that, he started kind of getting more into his his old 70s shtick. And so it's a little bit heavier, mm. but kind of that same sort of sound. And this album really is like that. Matter of fact, on two of the tunes in here, maybe three of the tunes, his original album uh, mates, his original bandmates from Billion Dollar Babies from way back when were on this. And they, they had a couple songs in here. But it, it's... Uh, it's it's great music to just kind of chill out to, to just kind of do housework to. <laughs> just to, it's not super heavy, but it's just fun. It's Alice Cooper being just bizarre, okay. and he's got just unusual lyrics. He's a very outspoken Christian, so 
some of his lyrics. Now, this is the guy that, again, I, I like the music, but some of his lyrics are really thought-provoking. And once in a while, I'll kind of catch some of it and go, huh, oh, whoa, that was a little different. But uh, <laughs> but I, I like Alice Cooper. He is just, he's really an amazing guy hitting 70 years old now, uh, but still very relevant in music today, very relevant doing things these days. But Paranormal, I bought this at a Walmart of all places. I mean, he's still mainstream. And uh, great album, 10 tunes on there. Paranoiac Personality was uh, being played a lot on different places and, and kind of being promoted. Paranormal it said, itself is good. Um, Rats is good. The Sound of A was pretty cool. So anyways, there's some kind of cool tunes on here. And then there's a, a bonus disc that's got more recent live versions back from 2016 of some of his huge hits like No More Mr. Nice Guy, Billion Dollar Babies, Feed My Frankenstein, Only Women Bleed, School's Out, you know, things like that. Tunes that tons of my favorite bands have covered. You know, so Alice Cooper, Paranormal. It's a it's a good listen. His original stuff on this, very 70s-ish. You know, so it's got kind of a cool, kind of laid-back vibe, not too not too deep, not too, you know, it's just 70s. And then then he plays some of his real hits from the past. So, yeah, I dug it. I really dug it. I, I liked it a lot. But So that's kind of what I listened to. Now, the tune that I asked you guys to listen to was by another one of those sleaze rock slash hair metal rejuvenation 2.0 kinds of bands called Kissin' Dynamite. And they... Yes. Had a great video I sent out, and it's got the video. is so funny. It's it's a political statement. Not political statement, a social statement. It's a social statement. Absolutely. It's called Hashtag Your Life. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I've you've played it more than once on your uh, Mullet Metal Mayhem show. Mm-hmm. So I almost, I was like, eh, I've heard it. We'll talk about it. I even, I even listened to it once before, and... Uh, just because, and I thought ah, that's pretty pretty cool. Actually, I think if we try really hard, I'm not 100 percent positive that you didn't make us listen to it once already. <laughs> oh. I really think so. I think if we go back, but it doesn't matter. I I must not have watched the video the first time because I watched the video today, and <laughs> I love it. That's all I can say. You have to have to have to have to watch the video. I mean, the the song makes its point. Hey. But the video completes the point. They, they, they do know how to have a good time in the video. <laughs> yes. They oh, do yeah. know how to have a good time. It, it, it blew my mind, too, in the very first shots of the video where everyone's standing in there at the urinals and the young lady <laughs> is in there. <laughs> the Crossing swords. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but you know, it's, it, it is kind of refreshing mm-hmm. to oh, see yeah. a new band like this um, that is like, playing guitars and drums and you know just hard just just hammering away on them that's, that's refreshing yeah and uh you know who it, they remind me of and especially the singer is almost a dead ringer i didn't mean to make that rhyme but okay uh, the singer is almost a dead ringer for the the lead singer from hanoi rocks if you remember that band that oh. was a contemporary yeah. of uh, motley Crue. if you look at the lead singer i think it, they're almost like you know, doppelganger, twins split at birth. Uh, Thirty. I want to say, I want to, I want to say, Mike, 
Michael Monroe, I think, is the lead singer. Ah, yes, I think it is Michael Monroe, Michael Monroe. yeah. I think. But they're almost a dead ringer for each other. And the voice of the lead yeah. singer is not that far from Michael Monroe. I, I hadn't even considered that, but you're right, yeah. But it's just good old fun, sleaze rock, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, guitars Absolutely. in there, love that. And... Uh, yeah, just yep. and it's a fun video. It's just a good time video. We're it not is. taking life seriously. Yep. It's fun, and I uh, love. It was great. I love how all their lyrics are like, um, you know, Monday. It's it, it, and then they they, they kind of go through each day. Yeah, you know, yeah. Friday kissing yes. dynamite. Yeah. So, Freaky Friday. Well, Freaky yeah. Friday kissing yeah. dynamite. Well, and then yeah. um, that, that I was I was. I was glad you didn't do the. You're talking about the dates. I was glad you didn't do. Remember, remember Rebecca Black with the Friday, Friday, Friday gotta get down on Friday. And it had such such deep lyrics like, "Yesterday was Thursday, <laughs> today is Friday." Thank the Lord, I pull up in their car. Should I take the front seat or I, should I take I, the back? I, I, oh, yeah, I. I, I, and then one of the lyrics is something like, everybody's Russian. But somebody did a, a there were a bunch of parodies. Oh, yeah. And in one of them, there's a video and there's guys wearing these bearskin hats. Everybody's Russian. <laughs> so that's kind of funny. But I, I, I'm sorry. I took us down. Uh, my daughter, gone my down, daughter so Grace is going to love gonna... this part. I'll make her listen to it. She's going to love it. <laughs> hey, Nat, what, hey, just, uh, what, what, what night of the week is your radio it show? It is on, on Friday nights. And it's yes. Please, please <laughs> plug that. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping you'd sing oh. it. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't know that song. I'm an old fuddy-duddy. Thankfully, I don't know that song. I'm gonna. Oh, we'll send you the link. We could, yeah, we'll, we'll send, send you the link. The link. We can. And we can actually will, recommend it. it. Two of also, us can recommend it. <laughs> it will also go in Saint It'll Dumpster. It'll be in there with. <laughs> Saint. Oh, you know, hey, just quickly, I know we need to get off of this topic, but uh, with the Rebecca Black with that Friday, Bob Ross played the bass on that song. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Oi! <Oy. laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm sorry. All right. I love Go it. on. Go on. I, wait. Now it's my turn to grab my pork sandwich and sit in the corner with Chad. Go on. Okay. Right. So now it's now it's time to make our recommendations. Okay. Let's well, Unless you had more. No, no, no. That's Did it. You have so, more okay. No, I'm done. Go for it, Chad. I think it's uh, you're up. <sighs> okay. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to listen to. Actually, uh, <laughs> since I had to suffer through uh, Extreme 3, I'm going to go back and listen to Porter Graffiti because uh, I'm going to get that taste out of my mouth. <clears throat> But uh, I'm going to recommend a song, and I almost, I'm going to send you the link, Matt. I kind of want to hear it on your radio show. Okay. Um, are you familiar with a band called The Gathering? I have heard of The Gathering, yeah. Okay. They have a song called Leaves, and uh, that just sounds really good loud. Um, although I'm sitting here looking at the lyrics, I don't really care. But uh, this song came on. I was uh, friends with a uh, lady from Germany for quite a while, and she had some really, uh, really great music taste. And uh, basically, one of her, one of the songs that she that she had posted, 
uh, ended up on a actually <laughs> they called it a goth metal album, mm-hmm. and uh, so that would probably would probably actually describe this band, but uh, that's the song that I'm going to recommend is uh, Leaves by The Gathering. So, and like I said, I'm going to go listen to the Extreme Pornography album so I can so I can rock. Okay. Right. Make sure we get that uh, link because, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that song. Yeah. Nope. I'll send it to you. Okay. Greg, what about you, bud? Okay. I will, because I I listen to hard rock and heavy metal all the time. I always try to make myself listen to another genre, which I like. I like all different types. I am going to listen to... Uh, I'm going to go into the archives, into some older country, and listen to a vocalist. I really like his song, and I love his voice. I'm going to listen to some Don Williams music. Yes. Um, he's He is the man. He is he's excellent. Yep. Um, great voice, and he and he recorded some great, great songs. Excellent. Um, so go with Don Williams there. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, for my recommendation for you and all of our friends out there in podcast land, I'm going to recommend you listen to um, the new release from Rebecca Black and Bob Rock. No, no, <laughs> no. I I need to get them out of. No, this is. I don't know. And you guys are probably familiar, maybe, with this group for the song. Uh, I'm going to recommend the band Finger Eleven and a song called Paralyzer. Have you heard of that? I have not. Have you heard of Finger yeah. Eleven, Paralyzer? It's it's an interesting... And, you've heard it, Chad? Uh, yeah. Um, our friend Tina Ray saw them open up for Hinder uh, probably okay. eight or nine years ago. And, uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, that's different. That's a different I, thing. I heard... I heard that song, I don't know, years ago on the radio, and I was like, "That's it's it's different, but I like it, and it's hard, it's it's edgy, but it's it's melodic, it's it's, it's, a, it's a good it's tune. It's not bad. It's not bad. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, and it and I was I was reading a, a a review of that particular song years ago, and it mentioned some songs that it kind of oh. It mentioned some songs that I I saw them and I'm like yeah I can kind of see where they get where they can compare those songs, but I'll send you the link. Mm-hmm. It's uh, band is Finger Eleven and the song is Paralyzer. Wow, okay. I, I think you're gonna call that a one hit wonder because I've not heard anything from that band since. <laughs> no, and you know what? I need to research this, but honestly, I think I read their original band name or one of the names was the Flying Buttons, <laughs> and I'm not making that's not and that's not a joke. I think I think they were, but I'll look at it. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Wow, but I think it's a cool tune, so yeah. I'll send you guys yeah. the link. No. Sounds good. I've I've heard it probably a gazillion times, but I'll watch the video. Okay, that was a that was like a that was played a million times on that alternative rock station I used to listen to, so total, totally familiar with the song, but I haven't heard it for a while. So yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Okay, well I uh, down to me cool. now. So I'm going to uh, yes, actually listen to a band that probably sounds a lot like uh, Greg's band, Don Williams. Um, it's a Japanese heavy metal band. <laughs> <laughs> called Anthem. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I couldn't stop laughing. Sorry. 
It, Do they say, <laughs> I believe in love? <laughs> and Please I tell me Bob Ross doesn't play in you. <laughs> Please tell me Bob Ross doesn't play bass on this. What's a robster craw? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right. Oh. Okay, so nothing like Don Williams. <laughs> I am going to... More like Rebecca Black. There is a... <laughs> oh, man, it just went south in a heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I just had to throw that out there. We were getting a little too serious about life. All right. I well, guess. <laughs> All right. So, not Don Williams or a band that sounds like Don Williams, but I just received, uh, just yesterday, a band, a Japanese heavy metal band, called Anthem, and I've heard their music. I, of course, I love international metal, all kinds of German metal and Scandinavian metal and stuff, but there's a couple bands out of Japan that are amazing. Loudness, a lot of metalheads have heard of Loudness. Yeah, this, Loudness is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely great stuff. This band is one of their contemporaries, and it's a band called Anthem, and I've heard some of their 80s stuff, and it's excellent hair metal from the 80s, just with a bit of a rubster craw type of accent to it. And so, <laughs> anyways, I just got this. This came out in... I love you, Matt. I love you. <laughs> this one just came out this year. And uh, I love the, the label. The record label is called Golden Robot Records. And uh, so the band is called Anthem. <laughs> And the two, or the album's called Nucleus, and I cannot wait to dive into this thing. I just got it. Yeah, Japanese metal. There we go. Either. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to listen to it. <laughs> they, uh, the first, the first cut is a uh, cover of uh, Rebecca Black's Friday. Nucleus, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're hilarious. All right. That's so funny. But anyways. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be listening to. You guys feel free too. But um, so that hey, the tune, <laughs> the tune that I want you guys to listen to is awesome. And I don't know if Chad has listened to it before. I've never heard and, of that one. Okay. <laughs> and then and then there's one for Greg. He may have Isn't heard that of it. On South Park. Everything is awesome. <clears throat> uh, that's a Lego movie, dude. All right. Oh. Um, <laughs> but the tune that you need to listen to is from the amazing, amazing band with the most unamazing, ridiculous name. I'm still trying. I'm still it's trying to write. Oh, Rhino Bucket. Rhino Bucket. Oh yes. Great right. band. They sound just like early era Bon Scott era ACDC off of their yes. off of their first album, and it's self titled called Rhino Bucket. The first tune on that album is called One Night Stand. You must, must listen to One Night Stand and let me know it. And, and hey, listeners out there need to also. It is a great oh, yeah. nitty-gritty, groovy tunes, kind of early ACDC rock and roll. One Night Stand by Rhino Bucket, and that's from 1990. Gotcha. Now, um, once we get the podcast released, we're going to start posting these links after every show on the page. Ah. Yes. So. 
You sounded a little like the right guy for the right job that time. Ah, yes. Well, I almost... Says the only guy who hasn't almost, posted on the page yet. So. <laughs> I almost said dynamite! <laughs> so, so that. Yeah. Oh, gentlemen. This was way too much. Fun. I'll get up to speed on that. All right. I'll get up to speed on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Take your time. It's not like so. we can't undo it if you do something wrong. It's no big deal. In fact, I posted a couple videos. I posted a couple videos today in there, and I'm like, eh, that's not really, that's not really the genre. So I moved it over and posted them in the Metal Mayhem group instead. Good man. <clears throat> Texas Hippie Coalition, and uh, hell yeah. So I mean, we could have, I could have left hell yeah on there, but it's my favorite song by hell yeah. So it probably doesn't really. I mean, it's not like we're trying to be super family friendly here, but you know. We play around. There's some language, but there you go. But we, yeah. but we don't, but we don't want to be Manson family friendly. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not vulgar, but we're not, you know, we're not pretty boys either. So <laughs> we're like the Adams family friendly. That's it. <laughs> there we go. That works for me. So, all right. Is it time to call it a night? This is the so. absolute call. longest podcast that we have ever recorded. Boy, it sure feels that way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it is. No, I, I noticed that too. That's good. It's though. only been 20 Great. minutes. Yes. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I Since think it that's resets. it. That was... <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. All right. See ya.